about 15 to 16 years ago, there was a big push to bring titanium mining into Soconusco. Right now we are standing in a clean river that was previously contaminated. This is Chiapas, una historia de la opresión, la lucha y la esperanza. In this episode, we'll be discussing environmental concerns, including our visit with a community that was affected by mining, as well as the role of environmental activists and the organizations that they work for. One of the organizations that hosted us during our stay was Alternatos, an alternative ecological center located in Chiapas. Their mission is to defend the collective rights of the town, the land, and the territory, as well as the health and food sources upon the extractive tendencies of the capitalist system. Alternatos promotes sustainable livelihoods, and as part of this experience, we were able to stay at the headquarters of the organization and experience what living a non-wasteful, sustainable life is really like. We stayed in a beautiful treehouse-like building made out of adobe and bamboo. One of their volunteers from Germany gave us a tour around the facilities, and he gave us a tour around their garden, too. This is oregano. Okay. And... Yes, la, lavender. 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 Mm-hmm. And yeah, so this roots are good. And yeah, here we are going to find some. También, como esto que está sucediendo en la región de migración, de pobreza, The director of Otros Mundos, which houses Alternatos, is an environmental activist that has previously been attacked for his activism. He was gracious enough to meet with us and speak to us about his story, as well as the reasons why he does this work. He talked a lot about how the capitalist system and the extractivism that occurs because of the capitalist system um, negatively impacts the environment and communities that rely on the environment for their resources. For example, in order to extract minerals from mines, they use up to 3 million liters of water each hour. He left us with a few words of encouragement, saying a quote that goes, It's not about the world that we bring to our children, but the children that we bring to our world. I think it's important to make sure that not only us, but the people around us know about these issues. We also visited a community in Acocayagua, Mexico, which had to defend their lands against big mining companies who were contaminating their rivers, a food and water source for them. According to Otros Mundos, four foreign companies dominate this field. Three are Canadian, Junior Gold, now Burgess Gold, Blackfire, and Riverside Resource Inc. The fourth is Chinese, owner of trading. 
bamboo which has polluted the Doña Maria River in which the Frente had to stop in 2015 has a Mexican partner. Approximately 69% of the titanium mined in Mexico is shipped to Shanghai. Together with the Frente Popular and Defensa de Soconusco, or Soconusco's popular front of defense, have done assemblies and blockades to stop these mining companies from taking over their lands. These mining companies make fake promises and advertisements to their citizens of these communities, saying that mining will bring positive effects to the community. In contrast, the community has seen an increase in skin conditions and even cancer in the youngest and eldest members. From September 2016 to summer 2017, they made camps at the entry points of the site near the river Doña Maria, where they would stay day and night blocking the machinery from entering. There were all types of people involved from mothers to pregnant women to even children. They were faced with heavy machinery and even guns, but they stood their ground until the accords were signed. The mining was suspended indefinitely, which technically means that miners can come back at any time during the next period of years while their contracts expire. The people of Acocayagua welcomed us into their community. They built a small shelter at the end of a gravel road in walking distance to the river that they risked their lives to defend. We sat under the roof with them as they passed out homemade juice and tamales. Different members of the community spoke to us for hours, sharing their stories and why it was so important that, th that we were there to hear their stories, and then bring them back to the U.S. when we return. For many of us, this was the most impactful experience of the trip. A common theme we discussed during the trip was development. In this recording, we can hear one of the activists talk about the importance of knowing what is development and knowing who it is for. Even though these mining companies promised that mining would bring development to the community, you can hear the anger in the voices when they said that it clearly wasn't. In this trip, we found that the local leadership in these movements are vital because foreign companies only care about profit margins. On our bus ride to Acocayagua, we asked Dr. Lynn Holland to give us more information on these issues since she has worked on economic development in Latin America. About 15 to 16 years ago, there was a big push to bring titanium mining into Soconusco. Soconusco is the lower, um, I was going to say left hand, the, the lower western portion, right next to Guatemala. So we're traveling south to to near the border of Guatemala. Um, and yeah, they came in 15 years ago. And at that point, the cancer rate started to rise sharply. Uh, it multiplied by three times within 15 years. Um, so that's one of the things that they used as evidence to show that they're, they're, it's, they're spilling their contaminants into the water 
they there's uh, they always try to test the water and the the, the official word is that the water's clean. So they have trouble getting Do evidence. They have third but the, parties yeah. mm -hmm. testing and then yeah, they're usually in, they go in missing. These, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Universities provide support for testing the water in different places in all over Latin America. The university departments, geology departments will provide experts to test water in various places. Um, I'm not sure if they've had an official test in this particular case. They just know it's the water is bad because the fish are dead. You can't make a living in fishing anymore. Um, or they're deformed. You know, there aren't many left in the normal places where people fish. Um, their animals are getting sick. Sometimes these tests are manipulated, you know, so they test for one thing but not something else. Most people, after a spill, people have find that they have been burned by you know, just getting the water, their skin gets burned, or they get rashes. Yeah, all of them talk about getting rashes and lesions when they use, go into the water to wash clothes or bathe or cancer rate has gone up and it's and it's affecting young people. So not just older, like people, you know, 15, 18, 25 are, are getting cancer and it's usually liver cancer or uh, stomach cancer. But, but, but the good news is, you know, for all that they have done, um, they've locked the road um, year after year. They've been doing that, preventing machinery from going up. And for now, at least, the mines are suspended. It's possible that they won't be able to they always say suspended because the companies themselves never want to admit that the mine is closed. So we just suspended operations there for now. How long have they been suspended for? Well, last year we were here and they were suspended, but the protests were still going on because they didn't. They, there was no activity, but the people were still going out and walking the road and sleeping overnight at the at the camp. This year they're feeling pretty good. Thank you for listening. On our next episode, we'll be talking about other social movements in Chiapas. If you want to learn more about mining in Latin America, you can see the documentary In Defense of Life by the Gaia Foundation. For more information about these issues, you can follow these organizations on Facebook. The DU Immigrant and Refugee Rights Colectivo, the Denver Justice and Peace Committee, and the School of Social Work at DU. Our goal is to share the stories of the people in Chiapas, so we would appreciate if you rate, review, and tell your friends about this podcast. To close this episode, here's Lynn Holland and Lorena Gaibor speaking to Frente Popular.
apoyamos los refugiados de la El Salvador y Guatemala y ahora seguimos apoyando a los migrantes en nuestra comunidad de Denver y oponiéndonos a la detención de inmigración o inmigrantes. Ahora estamos enfocados en oponernos a las, los proyectos comerciales como la minería de metales. Escribimos una hoja informativa que explica los problemas de la minería, la contaminación del agua, la escasez de agua, la pérdida de pescado, el daño a la agricultura y la tierra, el aumento de enfermedades. Y también vamos a las calles en Denver con pancartas y carteles que dicen no a las minas. Personalmente, yo visité a Centroamérica por primera vez durante la guerra entre los sandinistas y los contrarrevolucionarios en 1984, hace muchos años. En ese tiempo, era estudiante de ciencia política. Era una experiencia muy importante para mí. Una experiencia que cambió a mi punto de vista. Aprendí el papel central de mi gobierno en la represión de la gente en Nicaragua. Aprendí que mi gobierno estaba vendiendo armas y entrenando los ejércitos para volverse contra su propia gente. Ahora podemos ver que el gobierno de los Estados Unidos está apoyando el gobierno de México contra su propia gente aquí. Bueno, para nosotros creemos que es nuestra responsabilidad responder a estas situaciones. Es nuestra responsabilidad aprender y explicar el daño del enorme consumo de metales en nuestro propio país. Es nuestra responsabilidad disminuir este consumo y reciclar metales y otros recursos naturales de aquí y de nuestro país. Y es nuestra responsabilidad de oponernos a la represión del gobierno y el apoyo que recibe de los Estados Unidos. Aquí podemos ver la dignidad y la importancia profunda de su resistencia. Creemos que en estas circunstancias debemos tomar partido en esta resistencia. Estamos parados por ustedes. Mi nombre es Lorena Gaibó y estoy en la facultad de la maestría, el programa de maestría de trabajo social en la Universidad de Denver. Entonces, la primera vez que yo vine aquí, a, gracias a la delegación de la Justicia de Paz, al Comité de Justicia de Paz de Denver y con la Escuela Internacional, yo me colé, uh, dije, no, esto, esto es la inspiración que necesitan mis estudiantes. Necesitan verdaderamente ver para entender qué es el capitalismo y cuáles son las, las consecuencias del capitalismo, del neoliberalismo que todos vivimos dentro, ¿no? Para que entiendan mejor cómo trabajar con los pueblos allá en Estados Unidos. Pueblos que también sufren como ustedes. Nuestra madre tierra está bajo ataque por todo el planeta. Este tipo de extractivismo está sucediendo no solo aquí, pero por todas las Américas y por todo el mundo. Les quiero contar que el año pasado regresamos después de nuestra visita 
internacionales que queremos hacer un 